The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Oh, brother! Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Chet Waterhouse. The great writer and comedian Hugh Fink joining me today, but first... Let me thank the folks that sponsor this podcast for real. True Car, for all your car buying needs, check out True Car. BetOnline.ag, if you're looking for a place to make your online wagers, head to BetOnline.ag and use promo code PODCAST1 to receive a 50% sign-up bonus today. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And, of course, download Pluto TV to all your favorite devices. And as always, before we get to my guest, the great Hugh Fink, time for the Waterhouse Update brought to you by Sugary Drinks. Don't just hydrate, carbohydrate. College football, Clemson squeaks by Texas A&M like that guy who thinks he can cut in line at Starbucks because he's just buying chocolate-covered currants. Herm Edwards in Arizona State, more surprising than fresh tilapia in Omaha. Rutgers made an ugly splat on Ohio State's windshield. Oklahoma rolled over UCLA like a driverless car with bad sensors. Meanwhile, the SEC keeping the bar high, Hugh. Alabama beat an online university, while Tennessee dispatched a nautical knot-tying academy. That college wrap-up brought to you by Dipswaggle. Keep your mustache smelling fresh between trimmings with dip swaggle now in butter brickle. NFL, the Packers like Lazarus back from the dead. Aaron Rodgers now has enough cosmic points to be admitted to the British royal family. Bears collapse faster than a Prius driver at a four-way stop. Tampa Bay upsets New Orleans. The Saints more disappointing than Elon Musk brunch with no jetpacks. Buccaneers like a stripper with student loans do you. They just keep coming at you. Arizona pummeled worse than the Pope at a mosque. Ravens scored more than Leo DiCaprio at the Sundance Hooters. Continued panic, I don't know if you noticed, over the NFL helmet rule. Seattle D-back Earl Thomas had to tackle a guy using packing peanuts. Oh, brother. That wrap-up brought to you by the CBS Television Network. Determined to do things right, no matter how long it takes us. Tennis! U.S. Open! Rich white crowd has no idea how to respond when a black woman argues with a Hispanic guy. Serena Williams loses to the mixed doubles team of Naomi Osaka and Carlos Ramos. Meanwhile, in the disgusting men's division, no men are just disgusting right now, Novak Djokovic beat classical flautist Juan Martin Del Potro. That item brought to you by Mittway's Expand-A-Belt Funnel Pants. Pour any belly into a pair of knitways. South America's pastime baseball. I know you love baseball, you. Red Sox harder to catch than a scent-free cab. Royals' Jorge Lopez missed a perfect game when three giant Minnesota mosquitoes bit a ground ball in a center field for a single in the ninth. Golf BMW Championship decided today with a drag race on the Autobahn. Boy, that FedEx Cup in golf is getting wacky. That item sponsored by All Hams on Deck, the All Ham Restaurant. 
try our Hambrosia pudding. And finally, this week in sports history, 1991. Only 1,700 fans show up to watch the Red Sox play at Cleveland. What makes it worse for Cleveland, Hugh? It was solid gold bat night. 2012, Armenia won the World Chess Olympiad. The only Olympics, incidentally, where no one shoots stuff and no one ever leaves their rooms at the Olympic Village. This Waterhouse Update brought to you by Throwbacks. The e-cigarette you light with a match. Now it's talk time. Finally, my guest today, a great comic and writer who survived longer than just about anybody ever in the history of Saturday Night Live, Hugh Fink. Chet, first of all, I'm still recuperating from your Juan Martin classical flutist. Now, yes. I'm familiar with Jean-Pierre Rampal. No, this was the Spanish version the of Jean-Pierre Spanish Rampal. version of Jean-Pierre Rampal. Yeah, a lot Rampal. of people don't know he won a classical Grammy, Del Potro. I knew a lot of things about you, Chad. I didn't know that you were that familiar with classical flautists. It was Potable Del Potro was the name of the album. Wow. Won a Grammy. Yeah, it was a, a Grammy and a Grammy, actually. Nice. Yeah, because uh, this guy's good looking. That's you impressive. could actually, uh, You could actually... Uh, uh, fantasize uh, uh, screwing this guy and not be considered gay. That's how good looking he is. Well, wow. you, you said that, Chet. My you, producer you, has changed dramatically yeah. in appearance. Yeah, you may not want to <laughs> say that. But. Yeah, I might not. But, you know, that's why I do sports like uh, speed fishing and the uh, international <laughs> beaver pelt barehanded hunt, things like that. That's right in my wheelhouse. Indiana boy, if I'm not mistaken, correct? You're correct. That's right. So Hoosiers, heavy hoops tradition in the Hoosier state. Starting in high school, by Yet the way. Yet it appears to me that perhaps you did not participate just from your physical build and height. Well, that's interesting you say that. I was a good <laughs> shooter from the outside, but I— So you had an outside shot. I was outside shot, but I was a violinist. I was always so didn't want to rebound. No, you were worried about your hands. Worried about my fingers. hands. That's Keep right. them exactly. <laughs> so it was as if Jimmy Chitwood was in choir. You but I will tell you— to- I, I had a basketball, full-length basketball court in my backyard. Get the out! The vice president of the Indiana Pacers, the ABA team, sure. lived behind me. Bill Orwig, he used to bring over Mel Daniels, Bob Natalicki. They'd come to my backyard <laughs> and play horse. I'd look out and see the Pacers in my backyard. That's how deep basketball runs in Indiana. A, Jews that's have correct. courts in their backyard. Jews with red, white, and blue balls. That's impressive. Now, an accomplished violinist, first of all. Yeah. Uh, which is grueling in and of itself. Did you take the athletic uh, mindset and move towards a, 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 a violin? Did I absolutely you? did. I, I always approached studying a concerto. It was like the, the cadenza was was the halftime of a game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, oh, it's sure. halftime yeah. entertainment. I go nuts. Yeah, it's a right? bass solo. The rest the, of the band can take right. a And by the time I'm playing the, break the final movement with the orchestra, <laughs> that's sudden death. <laughs> that's sudden death. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very you got to up your game. Absolutely. It's a mad dash. It's like college overtime. It's like 25 yards. Yeah. Mad dash. <laughs> the hell with first downs. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's get to the finish, baby. <laughs> that's fantastic. Now, what's the, what's the worst uh, accident you ever had happen with, a, with, a, with your violin? Oh, it's a bad story. I was performing at a college. <laughs> Which means it's a good story it's a for t- us. Holland, Michigan. Uh, and uh, How the Chet, hell with them? Chet, you're familiar with the college circuit. Community. Sure. You did it right. So I was doing a college in Holland, Michigan. And... I absentmindedly put the my Flying Dutchman. The Flying Dutchman. I University of Holland, Michigan. I put my violin down on the floor to do a oh, stand-up Lord. bit. Forgot it was there. 
then stepped on it. Oh, Lord! He heard the crunch sound. Oh, my goodness. Of a the audience, of course, thought this was a bit. Sure, they so went they're full, howling. They, they went Gallagher on it. Was, it was almost as bad as Dick Sean collapsing on stage <laughs> dead and people going, oh, this is genius. No, he's dead. Another, another so, hilariously cutting-edge Dick Sean bit. Right? And he's actually dead. And he's actually dead. So my violin was actually ruined. So there goes your closer there goes, at some point. So I had no closer because the violin was unplayable. Sure. But the crowd... Kind of sensed that maybe I was out of sorts, so they gave me a break. Wow, that's impressive. That a lot of college crowds won't do that for that's, you. That's true. That uh, anecdote brought to you by the Guantanamo Bay Tourism Board. Torturously affordable Caribbean timeshares. <laughs> now listen to me. What do you like to watch now, sports-wise? What's your big one? Sports-wise, well... We were just chatting college football. You were knowledgeable up and down, but I, I'm not even sure that's your first drink. It's not my first No, my first drink would be the Pittsburgh Pirates. And I you, torture you like, myself. I love the Pirates. I torture myself. I don't know what it is. Why How did you get I, to be a pirate? Clemente. So my brother, growing up in Indiana, he loved Clemente. He turned me on. And I lived near Cincinnati, and that was the biggest rival of the Pirates sure. in the 70s, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd see yeah. the big red machine, and yeah. That, that's an amazing uh, connection, because it wasn't about geography. Nope. But it wasn't about just, hey, I want to pick a successful team, or even a team I just like the colors or something. This was like a familial Fraternal That's brotherly right. thing. That's exactly right. You went for your brother's pretty cool dude, and he was into Clemente. That's impressive, man. Yeah. And who? What? What better team though? It's so fun. Many right? great years you've had with the Pirates, though. It was, you you it pay was the price now. But I just didn't realize that those best years would be in would my be youth. the only years. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, they can come back around. They got a beautiful stadium. They got a great fan base. I like those Rust Belt fans. You do because they. Yeah, I do because uh, you guys uh, we, uh, still go for it. You know, it's still a question of, you know, something we lost, and I'm not going to do any bodily harm, but perhaps I can take out a couple of tires with my deer hunting knife. <laughs> I've drawn and quartered an elk with this thing. I think it can go through a Dunlop. Well, as long as we can recover from the Pedro Alvarez years, as I call yeah. them. Because that was just sad. That was that whole time was uh, there have been some bad stretches in Pittsburgh history. Very bad, and now they're becoming permanent. Now, who's your football team then? NFL team? Well, I sort of go back and forth. It's not Indianapolis because we stole the team from the Colts, right? Yeah, and you just can't abide by that. I can't I like we that. know your mo now? See, you have honesty built into your blood and your bones. It's Thank the you. familial. It's yes, integrity, right? It's 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 a damn Disney and movie. Maybe chat. It it's that integrity, chat that's always made my favorite team be the Oakland Raiders with Phil Villa. <laughs> Piano, because they sure. were the most ethically moral great team, right? Of course well, they were. They, they, were they, they were moral in the sense that they said we're amoral. Deal with it. Deal with it. So did the baseball team. The Oakland A's, Joe Rudy, those guys hated each that, other. That's right. Two world championships. That's right. Jack, my favorite book of all time, Jack Tatum's I Am the Assassin. Then he still wouldn't apologize to Daryl Stanley, so he wrote a sequel <laughs> called I'm Still the Assassin. Yeah, we know you are. We know you are, and this is going to sell less than I Am the Assassin yeah. did. But you got to give it to you him. You got to give it to the, him. Uh, the first key of of, uh, of uh, any good analysis session is be honest, and those guys and, just and don't up. apologize. So now listen. Also, NYU that was your school. That's correct. The fighting violence. You know the violence, Chad, oh, brother. For oh. some reason, the mascot though a bobcat. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just thought it was That's, a limp wristed guy. Do they eat guy. violets? Are they a limp wristed guy? <laughs> guy wearing a lavender suit. Not even a violin. No. Probably no. a violist. I, I Couldn't thought even was, cut violin. I thought the logo was Peter <laughs> Allen singing, I go to Rio. <laughs> 
Sure. Absolutely. That should be the logo. Shouldn't it? Every time. Just that little sound snippet. Every time. Even as a kid, I go, he's married to Liza Minnelli. Something is not right here. You know that. That's Yeah, you're nine. No, it didn't feel right to me. You're nine. You know you know there's trouble there. Now listen, tell me your sordid path to SNL because I know I've known uh, your work is a great stand-up. Thank you. Uh, and and then uh, I, I I learned your work as a great writer. But how do you get from stand-up doing your own thing, following through, doing all the, the Tonight shows? And so the I comedy? always tell people you have to have a professional relationship with someone on the inside at SNL, no matter how talented you are. So for me, that guy was David Spade. So you knew Spade. I knew Spade. We can I just say, yes. perhaps one of the most underrated stand-ups of all time. Totally agree with you. I believe he could be top ten stand-up right? of all time. Tremendous yeah. stand-up. He's tremendous. His hook is so conversational and relaxed that you're lulled to sleep inside of two minutes. That's right. And the crowd, it's so seamless. And for David, probably inside of two minutes, a good time frame for uh, – most men. I would say that's right. And yeah. David's only thing is he doesn't have the passion of stand-up, say, like like Chris Rock or other guys. You know what I mean? I think he, he likes might, it. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But he doesn't want to work on a new hour every right. year. He's the Max McGee he, Oh, he's the good reference. Yes. Yes, he is. But <laughs> Get hammered the night before the Super Bowl and then go out <laughs> Catch three TDs, and, three TDs and win the MVP. That might be the day. Maybe, 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 maybe so. So you knew Spade. I knew Spade. And so Spade was on the show as a what they called a feature player, writer, performer. And he started doing Hollywood Minute. And he needed right. help with those jokes. Because those so, are like – those are joke jokes. Those are joke jokes and yeah, mean yeah. jokes. And you know, Chad, yeah. I love mean. I, people, I'm a nice yeah, guy well, from India, but I love mean jokes. So I would write him stuff and he liked them. passive-aggressive Midwest. Very. Uh, the smiling assassin. Exactly. That's what Jeff, Jeff Gerbino, a comedian I think you're familiar with, once called me the smiling assassin. That's impressive. Yeah. So you and Jack Tatum have something in common. We really do. You should write a book. Uh, I'm going to write the, 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 what the, the third book. Yes, I am still the assassin. <laughs> <laughs> so Spade If you're wondering if I'm alive if, yeah. Yes, and I'm still the assassin That's book four in the series Right, right Jack Tatum at 92 That's right So I had a meeting with David Spade's boss, Lauren Michaels At Paramount Studios to get the job Where I met with Lauren And I'm not kidding you In the first minute of meeting He goes, so your parents, are they alive? <laughs> like, who asked that to somebody at a job interview? It's like, are they, if they're dead, does that help make chances? Yes. And I said, yes, they're alive. Some sort oh, good, of good. royalty in the writers? I guess he just likes to Contract. have insight into how messed up you are. <laughs> He's Jewish. That's good. That's good. Even though I deny I am, but it's good that he is. <laughs> so listen to me, your favorite guest host. So you get in, first get in. of all, through Spade. Through Spade. You get the interview. Yeah. They hire you. Yes. And and, and, and and now you're in the trenches. Now I'm in the trenches. Boom. Boom. And you're writing for Hollywood well, Minute. You're writing for Spade. Correct. And in this case, I was literally writing for Spade only the first few minutes because I was brought in as his guy to do a brand new segment you might remember called Spade in America that I right. created for him. Where he did field pieces. We went to the World Series. Right, right, the, right. We went to the Cleveland Indians uh, Atlanta game. And uh, OJ trial was on. Yeah, and uh, Christy, uh, the Pretenders singer. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's her name? She, uh, Christy Hines. She, she was singing the national anthem that game. So I had Spade ask her if it was true that she was going to sing Back in the Chain Gang for OJ. <laughs> And she got very angry. She did not like that at all. Wow. Yeah. But That's it was good. Brilliant. It was good television. Thank you. Man, so you're like his Bundini Brown. I, yes. Yeah, you kind of got in Spade's ear. Kept <laughs> oh, yeah. him Spade always go, Thank you. Why do you tell me to do these things? Like, <laughs> now, listen, what are you driving, Hugh? 
What do I drive? Yeah, what do you drive? A Mazda MX-5. That's nice. That's a nice car. You you like it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, I'm I'm kind of an auto guy, but I don't understand the terms a lot. Uh, You know, and and so I I go to TrueCar for all my uh, information. Oh, they're great. Yeah, they're fantastic, uh, especially if you're, you know, if you're a sports fan, you know status updates and uh, breaking news and you got your apps and you can find everything. But uh, if you're a car guy, if if you like cars, but you're not a car guy, you you don't know what the terms mean. So so, uh, let me tell you this. You go online, you're bombarded with numbers. Numbers and invoice, list price, dealer. You don't know what these terms mean. But uh, rest easy. Not anymore. Introducing True Price from True Car. It's the only price you need to know because it's exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories. How do you know if your True Price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid for that same car you want. Mazda MX-5, you're there. So you know how to recognize a good price. And your certified dealers know this, too. So they set their True Price competitively to win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. All you got to do is remember this True Car. Some features not available in all states. Who is your favorite guest host on SNL? I go back and forth. Samuel L. Jackson was amazing. Uh, David Allen Greer was great. Ah, Greer's money. Right? He is He's money. money. That guy was fantastic. He's like one of the Negro brothers. You yes. look up and you go, Jesus, he's 59. He's still in the bigs. You're right. He's just pounds. He's pounds, yeah. yeah um, he just throws junk, nibbles the corner. He does everything. I love that. Like he's amazing. Taylor made for that show. Mm-hmm. He really is. So you like uh, Who's your least favorite? Uh, the, well, you, who'd you have a run-in? Do you have any so, run-ins? Yeah, I run in with Bill Pullman. Oh, really? Yes. Bill Pullman from he, uh, Independence Independent. He had, he had obviously – the movie had come out that weekend. Oh, that he so he was so flying So he thought high. he was flying high. Yeah, because but, he's, he's, uh, the impression of him everybody has is like an everyman. That's right. And but I, then he turns out to be a little uh, – And you'll appreciate this, Chet. I wrote a monologue for him where – you know those monologues where writers in the – we stand up and ask the host questions. So oh, yeah. Case, I love those. So this one was – so, this one killed at the table read. It was everyone thinking that he was Bill Paxton, sure. Jeff Daniels. So it killed – until Friday when his publicist got in his ear yeah, and said, brother. you're bigger than that, Bill. You don't sure. So he came to me and he goes, what are we doing here? And I said, we're make, doing a comedy show. <laughs> Incidentally, <laughs> that is a top-notch Bill Pullman. Pretty, no one does a Bill Pullman. No. He goes, he's, he, said that he goes, Hugh, you're a used car salesman. Don't bullshit me. You're a used car salesman. I said, no. No, I'm just a writer on the show trying to help you get laughs. And he ended up killing the monologue and just going out and doing like 40 seconds of nothing. If you watch wow. the show, you're going to go, how did this even oh, get on Oh, Lord. The air? Yeah. So I always remember that run-in with Bill Pullman. Man alive. People just don't trust pros when they do the jab. And, you know, the other one that was – Let a pro do the job. Let him like, do it. Right? You got a staffer, right? There's 25 guys there have been up for since 3 a.m. Monday. And you're, he's, not, he's a theater guy. He's not a comedy guy. Yeah. He's got a little trust. Now, Garth Brooks was interesting because I was on the show twice when he hosted. First time, he was amazing, fun. Yeah. Second time, he's a little now, you know, I think I know comedy. Ah, brother. So I wrote a monologue that also killed about Little him. knowledge is a dangerous thing. He constantly referred to himself in third person. Yeah, brother. Because he had that <laughs> fake character, Chris Gaines. Oh, Remember yeah. that persona that did yeah, So that everyone loved the, that. Then he came to the me. Tsunami that he was. He didn't like being mocked for talking about himself in third person. So he oh, backed brother. out of that monologue. So monologues were the tricky thing because hosts, yeah. you know, they get very antsy. It's their first time. So your first big sketch. You wrote sketch. Yes, I did. I wrote Spade doing this. Keep in mind, this is the fall of 1995. A message to the Unabomber. 
and David faced the camera, and we showed that picture of the hoodie. With, and he goes, yeah. first of all, Unabomber, you're coming off gay. I want to be the first to say, yeah. Oh, yeah, we sent him. A, I just, now I think Ted Kaczynski sitting in a friggin' cabin in Montana going, sure. what? what is this guy? What? Why is he saying these mean I'm things? I'm going to New York. And, so, and then, boom, the boom. net drops and you got him caught. That's right. Boom with the butterfly net. That would have been perfect. <laughs> that brought to you by Vortex Be Gone, the app that shuts off your Twitter when you're about to go down a seven-hour rabbit hole. So, <laughs> listen, when your sketch is on there for the first time, is your, where's your... Where, where are your gonads? Are they in your throat? Yeah, well, just, I'd say it's There's like, so much riding on it. It's the equivalent of, like, going out and doing a stand-up set on a big TV show. Like, your heart's pumping because yeah. you feel like this is your work and you've seen the rehearsals and people are laughing. But you don't know how that studio audience is going to respond. Yeah. So when it starts getting <sighs>, laughs or not laughs, it can be horrible pleasure or horrible pain. Yeah, that's a, that's a flying Melendez act and, there, man. And, of course, if you're sitting with your boss, Lorne Michael. <laughs> While it's going down yeah. the tubes, that's not a good feeling. No, you don't want Whitey Herzog next to no, on the bench. That's exactly right. You don't need that. Listen, I got one of the great workplace survivors with me today. When I look at you, how you lasted, what was it, eight years? Seven. Seven, seven years. Seven years. Right? And that's like a, that record may never be broken for a writer. Cast members can hang around. <laughs> but writers, they got, they got uh, the weight of the world on their shoulders. That's a good so, point. So workplace survivor, tremendous. And you've done it, and you do it with grace and class. Uh, so it's time for Advice Corner, which is actual takeaway for my listeners from the great Hugh Fink. I'm going to ask you some questions about it, legit questions. When do you hold your tongue and when do you speak your mind in a workplace environment? How do you... That's great. You hold your tongue when you know that even if you're right, you're going to lose. Ah, that's so smart. Okay. Boy, if if I'd have known that... Me too, yeah. I might be calling Monday Night Football. (laughs) How do you get an accurate lay of the land when you come into a workplace for the first time? Uh, Do people look in the eye... How much curiosity do they show about you? Do they hey, how you doing? Where are you where are you from? If they ask nothing, then it's like you're in a cult where people are shut down. <laughs> right, right. I mean, we've had that experience. Fear based. The more sort of interested <laughs> they are in you, the better that to me is. So so this leads into question three. Who do you trust? Who do you stay away from? Ah. Well, I think you trust people who if they know your work, that's huge because at least there's a history. If they don't know your work, then I would say it's a matter of if they immediately try to one-up you, ah, then you insecure. shouldn't trust them. Correct. Yeah, but if they're right. secure, like, oh, you're great, I'm great, yeah. this show's great, then you're fine. What's the biggest thing to remember when the crap's hitting the fan at a workplace environment? Because you must have had that at oh, SNL. And, yeah. and most and most jobs in Hollywood that you're writing for, eventually the crap hits the fan. Because like you say, point. publicist gets involved and, and uh, the producer who hasn't had eyeballs on a script since day one and suddenly walks That's in. That's a great point. So what I, I would answer that by saying – it's when this is all over, will history be rewritten or will I remember it exactly as it went down? Ah. And I try to, to remember, th- no, this is what happened. No matter right, what anyone right, says right. after the fact, this is what happened. Man, we knocked that out. Advice Corner oh, brought fun. to you by U-Drive, the app that lets you rent your own car to take you wherever you want to go. Now, I just had this notion that some criminals listening to my advice going, all this applies to me creating, you know, Going out and breaking the law. I hope that's not true. Hey, look, in stir, uh, it could help him. Oh, that's true. Yeah, when yeah. you get to jail, baby. <laughs> my producer looked at me like, what the hell stir? Stir. Because he's under 50. He doesn't know. It's jail. Hmm. It's prison. <laughs> it's the ice house. <laughs> now it's time for the Fiery Four. Hugh. Yes, sir. These are sports headlines so hot, sunspots are jealous. Fire number one, Aaron Rodgers. 
Is he the most amazing thing in uh, the NFL? He may only wind up in his career with one Super Bowl, but would he have to be considered the GOAT or certainly in the, the running for GOAT? He'd have to be considered a GOAT. He has to. Has to. That's how do you how do what he did uh, uh, Sunday night against the Bears? Right. The yeah. question should really be, are the Bears ever going to – if you lose a game like that and you're the Bears. How do you even get up? Yeah, that's how do you fair. get up from that? Yeah, that's tough. That's just Tyson. That's just stay down. Yeah. You're a white guy fighting Tyson at that stage. Stay down. Yeah. Fire number two. We've got idiot-proof, individually brewed coffee. There's got to be a better way to judge tennis matches. Mm. Yes. How can this? How can how can something like what Serena went through, regardless of the nuances you might want to read into that whole thing, there's still a question of a guy sitting in a, a lifeguard tower with an umbrella and uh, some Arnold Palmers. And he's calling it the finals of the U.S. Open. Honestly, that's why I watch tennis, though. Really? I like the mystery of that guy and going, how, who's he going to screw over today? How's he going to mess up? It's fun. <laughs> so, it's that's so fun much more you. interesting. The than, human element. Yeah, I love oh, the human element. The, the stakes are much higher than the human it's like element. like an Italian in opera. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying keep it. Absolutely. No add, technology. Add more of it. Less Ab- technology. Less technology is what I'm saying. Ball boys with an that's, attitude. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah? You want your ball? What are you doing for me? That You're looking for more. My idea is I want to have guys like Guillermo Vilas hired as guest ball boys. Oh, that, oh Former yes. Former players come back. Exactly. Now they're forced to run back and forth and <laughs> right. see how it feels. And throw little jibes out at the players. Exactly. Hey, you're losing gas on your forehand. <laughs> Just stuff like that. Isn't that Guillermo Vilas a good reference, That's Chet? fantastic. I thought you'd like that. I, I put him right in the same uh, category with uh, uh, Vitus Gerolitis. Oh, the, of course. The two names that were impossible for me to remember and pronounce, which is why I've never done that. As opposed tennis. to Roscoe Tanner. I can handle that. That's easy. Yeah. That's super and where easy. where is he on the oh. bench with Andy He's Murray? hitting hard serves somewhere. Yeah, the, the names I can pronounce, <laughs> all of them choked. Fire number three! <laughs> Is tennis just too damn elitist for the masses? Why hasn't it quite caught on? I mean, at least polo has horses, for God's sake. They have an animal involved. Is, is tennis ever – because, I, I, you know, tennis can be exciting. You can. But people tend to wait for only a moment like that and then go backwards and watch I'll it. I'll tell you, it's two simple reasons, and they should listen to me on that. One is – it's too damn hot a lot of times when tennis is played. That's true. You're outside. Even wow. the U.S. Open is 100 degrees. Yeah. Number two, they have bad food at tennis. Really? Matches. Oh, terrible. It's so worse they than got it. So they got it. You know what? I like the whole Italian opera thing. Make it more yes. exciting. Have the coach be yelling at the player from the stance, so that's legal now. I like but that. But singing, if they have to sing it. Yes. You need to double up on your back hand, whatever. Because love is a theme of tennis. And then it's get perfect. the Italians into the food. That's brilliant, Chad. Let the Italians run tennis. That is brilliant. Boom, number one. I think you and I cooked that up. Don't, Absolutely. Don't, and finally, fire number four. Can the Colts get Andrew Luck what he needs to win a Super Bowl? Even though you're a Steelers fan, you're from Indiana. I know they pull on your heartstrings every now and then. Here's the thing. Because he proved uh, yesterday that he's every bit as good as he's he was. He's every bit as good. Yeah. But is he going to be the next Greg Oden to use a basketball <laughs> Oh, analogy? yeah. Ohio State Center. I just see this kid 
never being healthy for very long. Yeah. That's oh, my problem boy. with Andrew Luck. You think he's got the brittle bones? I do. I think he's got the brittle bones. <laughs> yeah. I worry about that. That's that's like when you look up in the orchestra and you see an Asian tuba player. Oh, get, man. Yeah, you you get, get out of that orchestra. Yeah, can play the hell out of the instrument. That's but, exactly But can right. he handle it on his shoulder for more than eight minutes? That's I don't a, think he can. Absolutely. Trouble. trouble. Absolute trouble. Mm-hmm. Hey! Uh, that Fiery Four brought to you by Tiny Bite Two Bite Apples. Tired of those heavy apples with their slippery skin? Ow, my back. Try Tiny Bite Two Bite Apples. Only got four seconds for lunch? Grab a Tiny Bite. 11 or 12 a day will keep the doctor away. Now available in orange. Tiny Bite Two Bite Apples. Mm-mm, gone. Hey, listen, uh, if you're betting any of these games, uh, listen, you got to go to uh, uh, betonline.ag, college or NFL. Don't wait any longer. Make your online wagers. Head over to betonline.ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. How about this one? Use promo code PODCAST1 to receive a 50% signing bonus today. No matter what you lay down, 50% of it, boom, laid right on top of that. Buy them. At, at, at uh, betonline.ag. So uh, you, that's podcast one to receive a 50% sign-up bonus. Visit betonline.ag, your online sports book experts, our exclusive partner here at Podcast One uh, Sportsnet for all, our, uh, for all our online betting needs. And, in fact, we got a competition going. And uh, I don't know about anybody else, but I picked the pack as my lock last week, so I'm, I think I'm looking pretty good in the standings. <laughs> my picks for this coming week, Steelers. Your Steelers, Hugh. My Packers. The Saints, they're going to bounce back from their embarrassment at home. The Rams, I don't care uh, what anybody says. There's a pretty good football team. And my lock for the week, the Cowboys over the Giants. Look for it. The Giants recover, and uh, it's still not going to be good enough. Cowboys are going to look at themselves and go, eight points. we got to prove to uh, America that we're actually their team. So that, those are my picks was coming. And uh, I don't know about anybody else how they're doing, but I'm going to tell you right now, I think I got Rob Riggle beat this week. Mm. Yeah, I think I got him beat this week. That's that's my version of trash talk because I don't like to get too trash talk. What happens? If You've the, always known in the business yeah, for yeah, being gentle. Yeah, and I've worked in too many open carry states. You know, I first, I can, guy can just get fired up. When I first heard of Chet Waterhouse, people said he's the Milo Hamilton. Yeah, modern day sports. <laughs> sure, very very malleable. I've been referred to as the Buddy Biancalana of the mic. Oh. So listen, sign up today at betonline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 to receive a 50% bonus when you sign up. Take advantage of this incredible offer now at betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, man. Uh, let's see. What do we got going here? Oh, wait a second. I think it's time for a pop quiz. You got you got questions for me? Of course I oh, do. Oh, I Jeff. love it. Hugh Fink, listen, uh, sports uh, freak, a great comedy writer, tremendous violinist, and, and I'm not even kidding around. Now, Chet, how, I thought I I'd start. We'll film. go from easy to pop hard. Pop quiz question number one. All number right, one. Go, okay, number one. I hate when they grade dated easy to hard, and then I missed the first one. All right, Chet. Yeah. In one of the most overrated trades in baseball history. Yes. Rick Wise Rick was traded Wise. to the St. Louis Cardinals for this Hall of Famer. It's one of the worst one, one-to-one trades in baseball. Rick Wise for who? To the Cardinals. To the Cardinals. Lou Brock. No, sir. Pitcher. Ozzie Smith. He's traded for a pitcher. Rick Wise, Rick Wise straight up for a pitcher. I'm, I've already lost. Uh, who was the other team? Uh, Red Sox. Red Sox. Rick Wise. So somebody, uh, Jim Rice? Somebody went from the Cardinals to the, the Red Sox. Phillies. 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 Sorry, Phillies. Somebody went from the Cardinals to the Phillies. You know, as as horribly as as Hughes botched this question, yes. I got it wrong every step of the way. You know, so that I'm was still my wrong, bad though. But we'll figure this out. So the Phillies trade Rick Wise to the Cardinals for someone who then went on to become an all the Mike Schmidt. 
No, but you're in the right era. Right era. Yes, the Hall of Famer, pitcher. Oh, pitcher, you kept saying See, you said that three times. Pitcher. Uh, pitcher, pitcher. Oh, 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 yeah. Here it comes. I got this picture in his brain. I can't think of his name. Yes. Gal darn it. He didn't like the media. He would have never no, talked no, to you, Jay. No, no, no. He would have never to talked talk to, to the media. Which is fine, because I couldn't have gotten the... He also, after the, he got in the Hall of Fame, he shocked the world by saying the elders of Zion controlled yeah. the banks. Oh, God, I can't remember his name. What's his first name? All right. He, uh, Carlton Fisk. What's the first oh, name? Oh, Carlton. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 Steve Carlton. There is Steve Carlton. All no. right. Second Even question. though I'm 0-1, at least we got to it. I won't botch this one, Chet. Okay. There's only one artist. Have to get out, as Dennis Miller would say, we're going to gonna have to get out of schematic. A schematic for so, that last question. This recording artist is the only person to have six number one albums in six consecutive decades. Uh, Frank Sinatra. No, but that's a, you're in the right ballpark of an iconic pop singer wow. with a legendary voice. I don't know. Elvis Streisand. Streisand. Okay. All right, I'm on to. Here's the hardest one. This is one. for my dignity only. Major League Baseball player, he was walked intentionally five times in one game, breaking the previous record. Ricky Henderson. Order. No, sir. Damn. Andre Dawson. Oh, the Hawk. The Hawk. Oh, man, one of my favorite outfields of all time. Montreal, Warren Cromartie, Andre Dawson. And John Bacabella. No. <laughs> the only Canadian-Italian. Oh, I got the tough one. Warren Cromartie, Andre Dawson, and Ellis Valentine. Wow. One of the more disastrous pop quizzes I've had in a while, even with that giant four-minute first question. It's a long one. Yeah, it was. Uh, listen, folks, uh, uh, before we wrap this baby up, uh, if you like this show, uh, you need to check out CarCast, the uh, longest-running automotive podcast out there, twice weekly, hosted by Adam Carolla. Do you need more? Wrestling superstar Goldberg, Matt the Motorator, DeAndrea. Hey, I love that. I said it right. Uh, it's the only show of its kind that explores all aspects of the automotive space from the performance aftermarket to new car buying, the future of the automotive industry. They cover it all. Listen, if there's a podcast with Adam Carolla's name attached, listen to it. You're going to love it. This is everything automobile, and they make it understandable to you. The guys answer your questions. They offer advice. They feature guests from the automotive industry. It's tremendous. I've listened to it. Get out of here. It's the best. Uh, for anybody from a, from a casual car fan to a celebrity car enthusiast listening to CarCast with Goldberg and Motorator Matt DeAndrea every Wednesday with Adam Carolla hosting, of course. Every Friday with uh, Matt DeAndrea and Adam Carolla. It's all on Podcast One. Podcast One, the app or iTunes podcast. Listen to it. Listen to it now, baby. Listen! Uh, Hugh Fink, it's been great having you on the show. Uh, you on Twitter? I'm not on Twitter. Good. Don't no. follow him there. Well, when can we see you? When can we find you? What the are you Hollywood Palladium. There's a stand-up show in October. The, d- the exact date they're going to confirm, but I'm doing that show. You're doing the Hollywood Palladium stand-up show. Listen, uh, do yourselves a favor if you're in the Los yeah. Angeles area. Go see Hugh Fink, one of the funniest guys and greatest writers. Uh, listen, follow me on Twitter at Chatwaterhouse. Follow my comedian buddy, Real Jeff Cesario, at Real Jeff Cesario. Catch Jeff Friday, September 14th at the Thousand Oaks Civic Arts Plaza with the great Kathleen Madigan. Go to KathleenMadigan.com for tickets because Jeff, he doesn't have any of that stuff. Uh, listen, once again, thanks to Hugh Fink. What a tremendous insight into SNL and into the mind of a, of a young Jewish kid from Indiana. Thanks for tuning in. Without you folks out there, I'm just making noise at the end of the bar. If you want more of me this weekend, folks, I'll be in Washington, D.C., covering the Kamala Harris-Brett Kavanaugh cage match to the death for C-SPAN Sports. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain. 
folks, Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. That's right, free. Watch over 100 TV channels, thousands of movies on demand, all for free. No credit card needed. No sign-up. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again. Download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today.